0: We have been walking through the book of Mark for some time, and I pray that these have uh, just really helped you to grow and mature in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue today walking through this book of the Bible. So we're going to look today at Mark chapter 14, verse 32 through verse number 42. Yesterday, we were looking at a story of Peter and how Peter... Right there in the upper room, after they break the bread and drink the wine of the Lord's Supper, Peter said, I will never, ever deny you. And Jesus told Peter, Peter, before the rooster crows twice, twice, you will deny me three times. And you remember the story that we told yesterday, how Peter ultimately does deny the Lord Jesus Christ and it causes him to weep bitterly. It's a very sad and somber moment in the life of Peter. In a few days we will be looking at how Jesus actually restored Peter. But before we get there, I want you to see What actually took place immediately after that scene where Jesus says, I'll never deny you and the scene where Peter actually does deny the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we think about this today. I want you to listen to what happens. This actually takes place in the, in the garden of Gethsemane. Now understand that Gethsemane, the name means olive press. And this is where Jesus goes just before going to the cross of Calvary. He goes to the garden of Gethsemane, the garden of the olive press. And it's here that he is going to feel the pressing, the weight, the burden of all the sins of the world begin to really come down on his shoulders as the wrath of God is now beginning to be poured out onto his son as Jesus is about to die For the sins of the world. It has now become the hour. It is now the time. This is the darkest hour in human history. Those few hours where Jesus, the Son of God, is going to hang on a rugged cross, becoming the sins of the world, and the Father is pouring out his cup of indignation, his cup of wrath, his cup of justice. On to his son as his son dies as the sacrificial lamb for you and me. And so Jesus goes to Gethsemane, the garden of the olive press. And he's beginning to feel the weight of the world, the weight of sin crushing down upon him. It's beginning to weigh Him down, and he tells his disciples in that place, he says, Sit here while I pray. Isn't that amazing that here is Jesus, the Son of God? He's about to go to the cross of Calvary, and what does he do before he goes? He goes to a spot where he can go and he can pray to his Father in heaven. Friends, how many times we get put in a quote unquote olive press. We have the weight of the world pressing down upon us. And the first thing we do is we pick up our cell phone, we call our friend, and we begin to tell them all of our problems, all of our troubles. We begin to gossip to them about everything that's going on in our life, hoping for some sort of solution. And then we get to work and we tell that person at the cubicle all these things that are going on in our lives, hoping to find some sort of solution. But if we can take a lesson from the Lord Jesus Christ today, let us be more like Jesus. And when the word World is pressing upon us. Let us go to our Father in prayer. Now, we must not compare those little things in our life, such as you know, uh something going on in our lives uh, such as, you know, I, I dinged up my car yesterday or my my credit card didn't work or somebody's talking bad about me. Let us not really compare those things with the sheer weight of gravity of the moment that Jesus is facing. Let us remember that Jesus died for the sins of the world, the things that we go through. But let us look at this story in its context. Jesus has the weight of everything weighing on him. He goes to the Lord in prayer. And he takes Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be deeply distressed and horrified. The Son of God is horrified. He's deeply distressed. He knows what is just before him. In a matter of moments, he's going to die. For the sins of the world. He says to them, my soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake. Jesus, his friends are there with him. And and here he is knowing what's about to happen. And and he just wants the consolation. He he just wants the comfort of knowing that his friends are there and that his friends are praying for him. And he says, stay awake, pray. Pray. My soul is swallowed up in grief. We see the emotion of the Lord Jesus Christ just before the cross. He goes a little further and he falls to the ground, the Bible says. And he began to pray, if possible, that the hour might pass from him. And he says, Abba, that word in the Greek means literally daddy. He says, Daddy, Father, it's a term of endearment. All things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus in that moment is literally saying, Lord, if there's any other way, if there's any other way for this to come to pass, is there any other way for, for, for mankind to be redeemed? If there's any other way that, 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 that sin can be forgiven, then, then let this cup pass from me. But God, if this is the way, If there's no other way, if the only way is for me to give up my life as the sacrificial lamb to die for the sins of the world, if that is the only way, then not my will, but your will be done. And Jesus gets up from praying and he comes and he finds them sleeping. Simon. Are you sleeping? He asked Peter. Couldn't you stay awake for just one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Maybe Peter never denies Jesus in just a little while if he's not sleeping in this hour. It's amazing how he's just told him, I, I won't deny you, but now Jesus is is imploring him to pray. But Peter is 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 just dozed off over here in the garden. He's asleep in this moment where Jesus is is is, is so so heavy laden with grief. It's, it's an amazing picture that, that, that Peter falls asleep. And friends, I I want to bring it back kind of to the church here for application. Consider the hour. That we're living in. Jesus has died. Jesus has resurrected. He's told the church he's coming back. And he said, be on mission. Go, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I am going to return. The angel said this, this Jesus who went into heaven is going to come back the same way he returned. And so, so we know that Jesus is coming back. Paul says, be steadfast, be immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, knowing that your labor of the Lord is not in vain. And so we know he's coming back. We know that return is imminent, but where is the church today? Well, I suppose we've been rocked to sleep. Because the church is plateaued. The church is declining. Our baptism numbers are decreasing. Membership is, is falling every year. So, so is it that today we've been rocked to sleep by the enemy? We know the hour is at hand. We like to point the finger at the disciples and say, how could they ever? And yet we've become lethargic in our own walks with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, but once again, he goes away and he prays. And he says the same thing and he comes again. He finds them sleeping again because they could not keep their eyes open. They did not know what to say to him. Then he came a third time and he said, are you still sleeping and resting enough? The time has come. Look, the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's go. See, my betrayer is near. They slept all night long, all the way up to the point of arrest. And eventually Jesus comes back and he says, the time is near. I'm about to to be arrested. I'm about to die. You spent these last few hours with me asleep. Friends, what would be said of the church today should the Lord Jesus return in glory? Would it be said of us that we're asleep? Or would it be said of us that we are diligently serving our master, awaiting his return? These are things to think about as we continue journeying through the book of Mark. I pray today that your omission mission. That you're on your knees praying, fighting this battle against the enemy for the Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you. And I'll see you next time on New Horizons.